Anna Semyonova with her big dumb face. <laughs> the longest self-esteem. It's when are all chairs bolted to the We're not told that. that. Yeah, we do. We're not told it that. is written. It is written. <laughs> Mr. McCurds. I always have to uh, silence Mr. Rance. my playback over here. Uh, Mr. Rance. Like the, Mr. I, Mr. I put that at the opener, and it always plays so loud. Okay. I'm gonna uh, do real quick. Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna do something. I'm, what are you gonna do? I you gonna go kill somebody? Time... Yeah, I gotta go do that. I'll be right back. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. let, uh, let me grab my knife. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see here. I have my utility tool, my cheap utility tool. It's got a knife in there. I'm glad you're knife. really far away from me right now. It's got a hand. <laughs> it's got a hammer. Wow. <laughs> That's it's cool. not that impressive. It's not that cool. Louise B just said it's George Lazenby's birthday. Ah. So, uh, how many people are celebrating that today? Uh, like 105, 106. How old is he, Louise? Are you he's fixing so, something, or did you just go like murder your family? What is happening? I wouldn't murder my family. I, I just had to put a, a knife in the guy who's been harassing my family. Okay, so you're people... you're more equalizer than uh, right. Uh, 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 Amityville Horror. I, I got it. it. Took me a second. I got I got right. a movie in there. But we're we're keeping in theme tonight because if if it was a horror film, that'd be a different story. You know, there are horror elements to Equalizer, no doubt. Like, uh, sure. I know for the record, you you've only seen the third one. There's definitely some horror stuff. But uh, the first two, they definitely have like slasher movie vibes at times. But it's just that you're you're on the side of the slasher, you the know, villain. and not in like an ironic way. But right. uh, anyway, you ready to get going? Anyway. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, McCurdy has decided that I'm so racist and xenophobic that when it comes to doing quick reviews from now on it's just going to be me on a on a big screen it makes more sense honestly yeah can still hear you though yeah but we're talking yeah you're going to do the review and then when we do the shorts it just makes more sense yes okay anyway uh everything's all good then all right The Equalizer 3 is a decent end to the Equalizer trilogy, a series of films following in the footsteps of John Wick, Taken, Jack Reacher, and nearly every Clint Eastwood movie ever made, whereby an older fella comes out of professional people-killer retirement to once again punish those taking advantage of others in the classic Western style of one man versus a web of corruption, specifically in the A Stranger Comes to Town style, since this iteration takes place entirely in a small village in Sicily overrun by the Mafia. However, this movie is basically a feel-good story within that genre, as the story lacks any meaningful sacrifice on the part of ancillary characters or even the Equalizer himself, a.k.a. Robert McCall, greatly diminishing, the, greatly diminishing the overall emotional impact of the story. Put short, a problem arises, and then McCall quickly and badassly takes care of it without issue or loss of life or anything at all, really. Watching Denzel Washington brutally murder bad guys will make you feel bloody righteous in the moment, but for lack of any deeper meaning or significance, you'll quickly forget this story. Feels good, but not memorable. So is it bad? No, it's just cinematic comfort food. So it, so you're not missing anything if you skip this one. 
McCurds, welcome back. Welcome. I would say that is a, I think you and I are fairly much on the same plane of thinking with this movie. Yeah. So, and, and that's, I have questions for you because you, you told me beforehand that you, as I just said, you haven't, this is your first equalizer mm-hmm. movie. Uh, I, I watched one and two for the first time ever just before going to the theater. So it was, uh, yeah. so it was a, um, again, it, it felt like the times where I'll watch all of, um, uh, you know, some horror movie back to back to back. I'm like, man, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, murder going on, but it's the, the righteous kind, the Clint Eastwood brand. So I think uh, it's fun watching, going into a movie. I think it is fun going into a movie and not knowing not seeing any of the other films just because yeah. you get a you get a fresh take on it and you see if the film works on its own and if totally. it doesn't work on its own you know like that's actually kind of interesting way of looking at it so i've already done this with insidious as so time goes on time. we should do this where it, we should do like one, one of us volunteers one of us watches the films yeah. and then the other unless we've already like seen a hundred of them where we all seen them you know and we're like oh we've seen every single marvel film you know but if we can somebody be the the, don't watch any of them i guess and then the other one be the one with all the questions like this didn't make sense that didn't make sense whereas with this right. I, I already know that the ending was a little confusing for you because most of this movie doesn't feel quite like an equalizer movie until f- five minutes from the ending where it's just like yeah. oh yeah, by the way here's all this equalizer stuff to just tie everything together okay done mm-hmm. so anyway pretty much anyway hey turn. can you add can you add the slides for me? Because oh, I need to. You need update. to sign in still. I need to sign in. Actually, hold on. Let me... Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, McCurdy's on a new browser, so he's uh, he's having trouble. But um, now, McCurdy, I don't know what to do with my hands. Let me let me put you back in. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I will sign in next time. Just yeah, I'll I'll do it for now. Load the slides in there. Okay. I'm I'm switching browsers, so things yeah, are don't not worry the about same it as they normally are. Uh, okay, so okay. let's talk about this movie. But let's Yay. talk about this this beautiful individual. Who so has... I uh, uh I asked in the Discord. I asked. I was like, anybody just you know, you don't make any money selling merch unless you sell a ton of it. Unless you're like really pushing right. products. So I really just uh. Uh, it's just a you fun have a of it? to make stupid stuff. Uh, what the new one? Yeah, you got a picture of the new one post. post I have, up here. Yeah, I have like a like a basic, but I I think what it needs to let me add it real quick. But I think what it okay. needs is a um. I don't know if this is the right one, but it needs to. I I think I'm looking into copyright. I think copyright needs to shift ever so slightly. So that's that's one possible variation. That one makes less sense. That's the more obscure, weird one um, yeah. versus uh, this. So it just says you sit on it, but you can't take it with you. But it's just a picture. That of one I like. Chair. I like that one a lot. I, th- it has to be that. But I think for copyright, and I'm hoping this is enough to avoid copyright, because, uh, you know, technically that is a quote from a movie. Um yeah. I think it, I think if the if the line was you sit on it but you can take it with you I think that's really funny because it's like changing it ever so slightly but it's pointing out that you can take it's a folding chair so anybody just seeing that shirt out of context would be like 
Yeah, of course you can. You know, and that's the joke. <laughs> I, but I think it's funnier the other way. I think it's funnier the other way because either you, way you, it you works. Can't but I take think it for, with you. Someone's yeah. gonna be like, wait, but you can. But you it's can. A share. But I have to look I into. Think, I, think it, I have to look into the, the copyright, copyright specifically because it's like, is that and 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 is it a quote from a movie or is it just a riddle from a movie and therefore it's fair game? I I, I don't know. Right. But either way, yeah. Again, either way. I think it's, <laughs> I think you sit on it, but you, but you can take it, you can't take it with you or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. Either way, it's going to have people going, why, why are you wearing that shirt? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, all right, anyway. let's get into it. So yeah. yeah, if you haven't already, uh, please buy our merch. We've got, I, well, I can, I think I can, I can do the slides actually, Chuck. Oh, you can. I got okay. the slides. Right. I can do, I can do the slides. I think, uh, yeah, I'll just have to log in next time. Oh. Okay. So. We have e the Equalizer Three, uh, directed by Antoni Fuqua. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Written by Richard Wink, Wink, without it with an E, and yeah, it's based I think on he the wrote Equalizer. All. Yeah, he did. Uh, written by the Equalizer, uh, based on the Equalizer by Michael Sloan and Richard Linham. So let's first real talk about the equalizer television show because this is what it's based off of and it has you know some similarities with like we had talked about with mission impossible so for those who aren't familiar with the equalizer like myself it began as a tv show that ran four seasons from 1985 to 1989 it focused on robert mccall same name of the character in uh the movies played by british actor edward woodward uh, McCall is a former government operative spy who now is essentially a vigilante for hire by those in need. His clients can find him in the paper, in the newspaper under the Equalizer. He worked for some sort of unnamed agency who is sometimes called, he sometimes calls on for information, but he, he has, he, le he has, before I guess the show starts, he leaves that organization. Uh, the show has had dozens of names, of course, uh, through over the course of its four seasons, you might recognize, including Jerry Stiller, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Melissa Joan Hart, Christian Slater, Kevin Spacey, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, uh, William Zapka, which is pictured here uh, from Cobra Kai and and from The Karate Kid, played as the strange son, Mark Magolis, out of a wheelchair, played a company bing, ally. Bing, 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 bing. He's also in my favorite show, Oz. So we just keep seeing a lot of Oz so he just popping pops up, up lately. Yeah. And uh, never having watched the show, I can't tell how action heavy it was. Like, I, I have no idea because I, I looked at the trailer. I watched the opener, which was kind of interesting for an 80s television show as far as the, the way that they open the show. It's kind of cool. It's like all these instances where people are like getting in these bad situations. Like there's a woman running to the subway and the door shut and she's in a crappy neighborhood. And there's like a guy walking down the street and like. Things like that, and it's just that's how it starts, and then it ends on this shot of him, the equalizer, and he's like silhouetted, and that's his car. It's a Jaguar. He has a Jaguar that he drives around, and it's pretty much like it's a it's considered a thriller, and it was pretty much in the same camp of like Magnum PI, MacGyver, Miami Vice, and yeah, he drove a Jaguar, which is cool. So that was the television show which I, I'm kind of interested in watching. Like there's a couple of shows yeah. like uh, the Miami vice and this show. I kind of want to go back and, and rewatch things like that. You want to just, watch a couple you know, I'm, I'm always tempted to just look up a list of, you know, top 10 equalizer episodes and watch, you know, a handful of them. And then, and then if you're hooked, you're hooked, but otherwise, you know, uh, move on. But it I seems mean, it like ran a cool four concept. seasons. 
in in like reading what it's about i was like oh yeah this is right up my alley. this is the kind of stuff that i think's really cool like yeah basically and, it, and the there is stuff. as the movies go uh, especially the first one you kind of get this sense of um again never watching the show you kind of get the sense of like oh did they just take little bits of episodes and plug them in because as there you know there's a, there's an a story where, which is mm -hmm. usually some kind of mob or something, some big organization that has to be taken down. But then within that are all these little micro stories. Like um, in the first one, he works at a hardware store, and I have no idea if there if a hardware store That's has anything to do with the show. It doesn't. Okay. Is there anything? Okay, no idea. No, idea. I have okay. no clue. <laughs> so, uh, so then at some point, just randomly, uh, uh, the store gets robbed. Just one of the cashiers gets robbed, and in the process, her her mother's wedding ring that I guess she wears or whatever, or her mother's ring. She uh, the the robber takes it and then all you see is Robert McCall goes and grabs a hammer from the hammer section. And then uh, suddenly, the you know, the next day the ring is returned and he wipes the blood off of the hammer and puts it back on on the hangs it back up on the shelf. And and it's like that's it. There's, you know, just little moments like that, like some injustice occurs and he he equalizes it. Uh, and I, and that's cool. I'm just curious if it's like, was it, was that part of an episode? So they were like, Oh yeah, put that in there and like, put this in there. What know? I, what I read was like each episode had different deal. Like it was basically like, uh, uh, just different things that would happen to different people from all, all sorts of walks of life, whether it yep. was, they was fighting, but they the would they contact him. It, yeah. They would contact, but they, they described okay. it as like, he was an invest. I mean, essentially he's Batman because he's like an investigator, mm. but he's also a protector, but he's also like, he's a doer yeah. of justice essentially so he do all these different things and it was the, the context was always different each episode i guess i've never seen the show if anybody is out there has seen the show let us know like did yeah. you like the show was it great because it looks cool like i'm like yeah interesting i'm interested in watching it i'm like okay cool it, it's, I, it's, I it's it, it, it reminds me of the fugitive where it's like oh it's based on a show it's as if nobody well, alive has ever watched the show, but we all know the movie. Same you with, know? no, like Mission Impossible. That's what I was thinking of Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, too. I think yeah. Mission Impossible uh, took on a life of its own because most yeah. people think about at Mission Impossible, they think of Tom Cruise, crazy stunts, but that's not what Mission Impossible was originally. It was Mission mm -hmm. Impossible was like a group of specialists who would do these impossible missions, which is still the movie, but like that's not what people think about. They think about the song and they think about Tom Cruise. Yeah. But nowadays it's, yeah, it's completely different. So with this, it's like when people hear the equalizer, no one thinks of the TV show. They only think of Denzel Washington is yeah. a vigilante for justice, which is cool. Yeah. And but just for reference, all, yeah. the first movie, it has that novelty of, of, you know, who's this old fella is the ex military. You can tell is very regimented and neat and ordered. Right. Um, and then there's a, you know, the scene of the movie is where it comes out. Like there's a moment where he has the decision to walk away or it's like, I'm just going to, I'm in a room with five guys who are clearly all scumbags. Uh, I'm just going to kill him real quick, you know? And uh, that's the reveal. So it has that novelty to it. Plus it has the whole hardware store element where he just, by the end, it's a, it, it's just like, you know, any Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western ending of just, one by one taking all these guys out, but it takes place mm -hmm. in a hardware store to the point where it's, um, I mean, there's a, there's a clear cut Clint Eastwood reference where a, 
uh, a noose made out of barbed wire comes down and picks a guy up. You know, that's straight yeah. up out of um, I, I can't recall. That might I think be it was, high. Yeah. The, yeah. It might be. Hang, yeah. I think that's it. It's or, either or, that or, or several, like, or like, several. Like, one of the later. It's one of the ones he did after the uh, Sergio Leone. Movie. It's the one where they paint the town the red. I, I can't remember right now, but one of um, them. Yeah, 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 and probably a few. But anyway, so it it, it has those elements that makes it a, just a really fresh movie. Equalizer Two uh, is one of those where by the end, um, it reaches a point of absurdity by the end, where I was like, "Yeah, this movie's just kind of stupid." But then this one, this one is right there in the middle. So it's like Equalizer Two kind of right. sucks. Equalizer One is the best, and Equalizer Three is right there in the middle. And overall, it's three movies that are satisfying but not memorable they really are just comfort food like you want to you want to watch something where it's not one of those where it's difficult because like a little kid dies or a dog dies or no. you know whatever it may be like jack reacher was a, a, another one of these of late where ja jack reacher am jack yeah, sure uh jack, <laughs> jack reacher the whole idea there is that trouble always comes to him. And that was kind of what I got mm -hmm. out of these movies was that he just happens to be in the right place at the right time all the time to serve up justice, as opposed to what you just said with the TV show where people seek him out and you get a taste of that. Like in the end of the first movie, it's him answering a Craigslist. It's like, can anybody help? And he's just like, yeah. And then the, and then that's the, end so of the they, movie. they were, they were like, it sounds like they were going to start that because I mean, when you look at that, yeah. on its face and you've read comic books you're like oh this is a superhero but he's like more yeah. of like the punisher but it's yep. like the punisher for hire essentially so what like they do in the second movie is instead of having him answering craigslist ads is he becomes a lift driver and because he's a lift driver he he just hears people in the back seat being like oh this horrible thing just happened so he equalizes that shit so it's it's like a way of modernizing it and uh instead of because it would be weird if people just hit him up through like a newspaper ad you know instead it's he's right they have to, the lift driver yeah. who overhears some stuff and so you it's get that like, um, at the end of this movie you get that element where it's like right uh it's like i just i wh why did you go through why did you do the whole it, it italy thing just to you you and you recovered billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars uh from this bad guy but you're only going to make off with whatever it was like 400 grand because it's a guy's pension and he says uh, like, do you even know him? He's like, no, I just gave him a lift one time. So it's kind of a yeah, fun way of modernizing it. Connection to the the last one. Yeah. The yeah, last. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um. Okay. Let me. Yeah. Let me move on. I just. Yeah. Put those up. You kind of gave me a a brief just feel of the movie. Yeah. Um. And I think David Harbour is in the first one, right? Like we talked about him last week he, and how great he was. He is, and he's doing the whole Boston thing. He's doing the Boston thing. Yeah, the Boston yeah. thing. Fuck you. The man. movie where it's the, F. It's F U H Q. Fuck you. You know, he does gotcha. a lot of that. Yeah. He's in the first film, or sorry, in the, these films, you said they, they take place in Boston. Uh, Boston. In the, in the television show, the mm. TV show, it took place in New York, which is kind of standard, oh. I think, I feel okay. like. So, uh, all right. So, real quick, we'll just go through, we'll just breeze. Hey, I don't have a lot on these guys. Jack, Jack, reach around. Um, uh, <laughs> This film was written by Richard Wink, and as you will soon see, the team behind this film is rather tight-knit. Wink began his career as assistant to John Huston on the family film Annie, which I didn't know was directed by John Huston, and I kind of wish I knew that. Huh. Uh, some of his other credits include action films like The Me like Mechanic, 
Expendables 2, Jack Reach Around 2. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Has... So a guy, a guy named Dick Wank wrote Jack Reach Around. The second one. Oh, okay. I didn't know there were two of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not as good as the first. It's... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the TV show is not as good. good as the. It's the, not the as TV good show. As I recommended the TV show to my whole family, and they all watched it, and they were like, "The acting's atrocious." I was like, "Yeah, who cares? It's one of the best westerns I, ever." I, <laughs> it's I like know that. Western. What I know, all I know about Jack Reacher is that when it first came out, people complained because they had read the books, and they were like, "The Jack Reacher in the books is like this big buff dude." Yeah, and, and the Jack Reacher that was in, you had Tom Cruise, and Tom yeah. Cruise. Is five? He's my height. Mm. I think he's five seven. Actually, I think he's shorter than me, barely. But he wear, you know, yep. he's five seven. He's not a, he's not an imposing guy. Uh, yeah, he does cool stunts and all sorts of stuff. But he's not like a, somebody you imagine to be this marine. Jack Reacher is supposed to be like six six or something, like six yeah. eight. And crazy. so yeah. they, and so huge. obviously, it, it sounds like the TV show is an improvement over yes. what they originally. He's still did. that guy is still shorter technically by like a few inches but it's significantly improved like that guy is huge he's right. remember he's the That's guy more... from fast x right who yeah. yeah we yeah we talked about him before yeah. uh where was i okay so yeah we're getting off topic uh and then in other previous denzel vehicles uh he did of course the last two equalizer films and he did the most recent magnificent seven which also starred uh denzel washington Mm -hmm. moving on we're just gonna keep moving on here guys okay. directed by Anthony Fuque. fuck you directed by fuck, fuck you fuck you fuck you forget about you <laughs> fuck you uh, so he is probably best known for one of Denzel's biggest hits training day he won an which, Oscar for that, training day did he not? he won an Oscar for training day yeah but yeah. training day I think most people associate with David Ayer who wrote the screenplay for it mm. but he directed that movie uh and then he also and he also directed the last two Equalizer films and the most recent Magnificent Seven remake. So you're, you're seeing trends here. Mm -hmm. uh, he has a handful of action films to his name, including Tears of the Sun, King Arthur, 2000, the 2004 one, Shooter, Olympus Has Fallen, and Southpaw. So they're all like fairly well-known action films that have come out in the last 20 to 30 years, I think. Mm. And done. I don't know decent. if he'll ever beat Training Day, though. It's so yeah. damn good. But that's a really good screenplay for a you yeah. Know, I think it, I think that screenplay is what makes that movie hit. That and Denzel's performance is what makes that movie really good. Oh yeah, no uh, doubt. And then so, go watch yeah. Equalizer two, and you're like, oh, yeah, guys, can you so talking can you, about can you the get man. back to normal? And then they do in this movie. So yeah, the man. So yes, the man. About the man. The man. Denzel yeah. Washington plays Robert McCall. Denzel's first film role was in a TV film, The Wilma Rudolph Story. He won an Oscar for his role in Training Day, directed by which we just talked about. He also won an Oscar for Glory. That was his first Oscar. Remember the uh, mm -hmm. Civil War film uh, yeah. with uh, who was that? Um, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Why am I blanking yeah. on names? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is he won his first. So he actually his name has starts two with a B. Uh, Brendan did the voice. Brendan, no, uh, Matthew Someone Broderick. The, okay, the Matthew last name Broderick. is a B. Matthew Broderick. That's what it was. I was like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And this is like his fifth collaboration with this director, of course. So he has won two Academy Awards and has been nominated a lot, uh, like 10 other times. So he's he's an actor. Like, he's just one of the tops. Uh, interesting fact, though, about the series of Equalizer. Russell Crowe was originally 
going to play the equalizer and it was going to be his franchise mm. vehicle before uh ended up in denzel's hands i don't know how that transpired i don't know if russell crowe was like i'm you know he's like i'm gonna drink i'm gonna I'm gonna be the equalizer around the world. world. You know, I don't know if that's yeah. what happened. And then they were like, "Chill." And then they got Denzel, and and he just kind of brought some great life to it. And of course, he's yeah. been in a lot of major films. You get Flight, Philadelphia, Malcolm X, all these great ones. Yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, he's one of those up, actors where like he's more. Uh, most actors, I I assume that they're not very good people but he's one of those that transcends that he's he's one of those right I, I get a i have a, a a firm belief that he is uh he's a good person first and foremost i don't think so he, i respect I think him more than most i think yeah i think he's somebody who probably he's really well trained he's a yeah i think he's an actor first but i think also i think he uh and when i say an actor first i mean i'm not saying like he's a terrible person I'm saying I think he he's professional. That's my yep. that's my assumption. I think he's somebody yep. who's the professional who really really is motivated towards the work. He doesn't go to set and has a bunch of BS that that follows him um, or has crazy demands. I don't know. Maybe I'm making this up. I have no idea. But that's yep. the vibe I get from that guy. This from yep. and if you're if you're an aging actor, uh, give yourself make sure you get some role about uh, coming out of retirement to kick more ass. Uh, Right. Like Liam Neeson or uh, Keanu Reeves. Get yourself yeah. like Russell Crowe. What's he doing now? He's doing Pope's Exorcist he's Pope. instead. He's the Pope, he's, baby. he's he's uh, not quite coming out he's of retirement, but he's going to war for the Pope versus all these other guys are doing. Uh, yeah, they're they're just they're fighting real world bad guys versus supernatural bad guys. But anyway, speaking of man on fire. Yes, of course. So yeah, we got Dakota Fanning plays Emma Collins Plummer. Fanning has been acting since she was a child. Notably, this isn't her first time playing opposite of Denzel Washington, which just blew my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She was. I've mm-hmm. never seen Man on Fire. People have said that's like one of the best Tony movies. Scott. Never seen Tony it. Scott. Tony Scott. Yep. Rest his soul. Yeah, I probably yep. should should watch that one. Should they, he, he Denzel he made work, like five he, or he six. For, yeah. And he made he Denzel them, right? made like five or six movies with Tony Scott. Um, they they obviously appreciated each other or at least uh got well paid on on what they did Mm -hmm. i don't know uh i've told the story a million times but yeah i I worked for i uh the day i got to la uh tony scott tragically killed himself and then a week later i was working in his office uh first thing i did first thing they ever asked me to do was uh they're like okay you're you work here now you're hired um go clear out the conference room. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Go clear it out. And I went in there and it was all flowers that the entire city had sent, uh, oh you know, like, yeah. To be like, Hey, sorry. You never told me this leader story. died. Yeah. So I, and I remember walking right back out and going, Hey, um, are you sure you want me to just, they go, yeah, yeah. Take all that stuff and throw it in the dumpster. Cause what else are you going to do with like dozens and dozens of, you know, bouquets, so I just I did that and it was really hey, weird. I'm gonna give as you, new guy. I'm gonna give you the quote from another movie we saw this er, this earlier this year. It's not for him, it's for them. Uh what was that? It's from Oppenheimer. It's from Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. Silly goose. But but anyway, anyway uh, so 
It's a good movie. Man on Fire was probably the best of the the like collaborations between Tony Scott and Denzel. Yeah. yeah. Definitely should see that. Uh, yeah. And then so, again, Dakota Fanning, she was pretty. I mean, I felt like she was fairly popular when we were in like middle school, elementary school. She dropped off uh, for a long school. time. When I was working at RSA, which is this company, uh, yeah. suddenly everything switched from Dakota Fanning to L Fanning. L Fanning was right. in everything that everybody made. Everybody in that building, uh, like, like short eight, films and, and stuff. Yeah, short films that none of you have ever seen uh, that were made in Hollywood. It was all L Fanning. And it's, it's as if Dakota was like, I'm going to school for a while. I'm going to take a break and just went off and did something. I'm assuming that's what happened. Uh, yeah. So her sister took over. And so it was cool to see her back because she's like, she is, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot more of her going forward because she's like, she's like the perfect actress she... where she's not like Margot Robbie where she's too hot. She's too hot. She's like, she's like so pretty, but not in it. Not, that's not like her major asset. It's her talent is like what drives her yeah. first and foremost. And then on top of that, she's like this, flawed beauty in the best way you know so i i just has I, a I love has, seeing her again she has a uh girl next door vibe yeah absolutely 100 yeah you put so, it in one uh, <laughs> she does i mean she does yeah, uh but yeah. she was i think and i think i could be wrong i'd have to go look this up i think she's in a once upon she's in a once upon a time in hollywood and i think she's the girl who's like the the ringleader at the ranch the hippies i think yeah I of think the hippies we at the called. ranch and like she's yeah. like the one i think i think that's her because she's like the one standout in that part of the movie that i remember i'm like oh i really hate this person she's great who is this it's uh, kind of a big deal that was when she it was like oh she coming back and then here we are we're like three or four years a couple years beyond. later yeah yeah and she hasn't been in much but you know she was in I'm, ocean's I'm eight which i heard wasn't very great so that I was the other did. thing she was in yeah. recent so but anyway, yeah. let's move on. Finally, last slide of the night because you know what? I'll I'll be honest, guys. Uh, so I didn't bother <laughs> making slides for the rest of the cast because, well, they're mostly Italian actors that I would probably mispronounce their names. Yeah. So finally, we are left with David Dinamem, 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 That's what I'm doing right now. Dunder Mifflin's finest. Yes, Dunder Mifflin's finest. Yeah, you probably, yeah, best known as Roy, Pam's unlikable boyfriend from the first two seasons of The Office. He shows up here and there periodically in all these other movies. Um, like just he was like, oh wait, that's that's Roy from The Office. Um, yeah, I think he was in like Brightburn. He was in the Power Rangers movie that came out a couple of years ago, and every once in a while it just pop up, and you're like, oh yeah, he's just probably a working character actor doesn't do a bad job he kind of reminded me of uh what's his name from csi in this movie with his glasses that he had oh so, yeah 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 i don't know there's something about the way i was like did did he do that to be like the csi guy he, yeah that's that he was made the that joke on set and then they rolled with it <laughs> they're like okay you're the csi guy now because they, that's yeah. kind of what his character does throughout this whole film so that's all i have for for uh for this film Unfortunately, I don't really have much to to go other cool. than that. Well, let's so let's kind of talk about the movie. I might as well read it because uh, I, I feel like we haven't been here in a month. 
the whole list, list? all 39. <sighs> Oppenheimer, Bose, mm. Afraid, Infinity Pool, Guardians 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, John Wick Chapter 4, Tetris, Gran Turismo, Air, Creed 3, Sound of Freedom, The Flash, Fast X, Asteroid City, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Megan Missing the Machine, Barbie and Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, Scream 6, the Mario Brothers Movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Renfield, Blue Beetle, Evil Dead, Rise, The Pope's Exorcist, Magic Mike's Last Dance, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Knock of the Cabin, Sidious, The Red Door, The Last Forge of the Demeter, Plane, Haunted Mansion, Cocaine Bear, Knights of the Zodiac. You okay there? Still got it. Okay there, Still boss. got it, bro. Do you have an initial, McCurdy? No, uh, then I'll give you mine. I'm I'm kind of sitting. I I think I'm I think I'm kind of messed up. I think Barbie just messes me up. Barbie Barbie's like Barbie's a better movie gonna be than like is, where I, I hit it's a better movie. Uh, no, Barbie's yeah. a piece of shit. But but like I, as I I'm I as I'm going down, I always Barbie. hit Barbie. But I do uh, all the same. Um, my initial is like because this movie's like like I said comfort food, but it's not incomplete unless uh, maybe for you because you uh, you're late to the party you you didn't see one or two, but I still I still have it right below the machine where we start to get into that area of like things being less complete and kind of messy, um, like it's you know the machine. Is all right. Good night, really everybody. Funny. We got it. It's right on the machine. Is that where you're at? Right. right I said right below the machine. Let me, just let, me above let me let me tell you real quick. Let me just lay out my thoughts on this movie. Okay. The negatives, because I do have and I think first, let me address the first thing. I didn't see the first two films. Mm. Does the movie hold up on its own without the first two films? Yeah, it does. I mean, essentially this and, and this goes to one of my other points that I started writing about it. Um, this film has a lot of Western. It's this film's a Western. This movie yeah. is a Western movie. You kept saying Clint Eastwood films. I was like, no, it's Yojimbo. It's Seven Samurai. It's it's the Dollars trilogy. Which a stranger is comes to town. It's Mad. It's Mad Max series. It's the Mad Max series. It's basically yeah. a drifter comes into town, falls in love with the town. Bandits ruin the town. He must protect the town from the bandits. Yeah. And whatever means possible. Starts it's to get in with story. the people this... and they like, we're starting right. to see you as one of us now. And now it's, it's, he's part of the family and now bad guys are coming to get his family. And uh, so a so bug's life, came which to... is when seven it... samurai or magnificent seven, seven. Samurai bugs life, magnificent seven, seven which is which a remake did, right? of uh, seven, seven samurai. Which is a me- yeah. All yeah. of that. All connected. Yeah. It's all connected. But okay, so you were asking me, it's like, well, what did I like? What was my thought process on on the end of the film? And I was like, just so for everybody knows, the whole movie, there he calls uh he calls somebody from the agency, kind of like he did in the television show, who's Dakota Fanning. We don't know who Dakota Fanning is at all. We just know she's just somebody at, at a desk typing information, like spy government agency stuff. And uh, he starts talking to her and she's like, how did you get my number? And there's like, he, you know, she starts to kind of unveil, like, who is he? And so as somebody who's never seen any other movies before, I'm like getting a little sense of like, okay, this is who his character is. Cool. Uh, He's very meticulous. He's very intelligent. He knows a lot more about people psychologically than I think uh, most other people would. So there's a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot. And Denzel does a great job pulling all that off. Uh, And then at the end of the movie, it's revealed that the reason he came to this particular person is that this she is the daughter of 
of somebody who he was friends with. And I only know that because I read it, but also because at the end of the movie, you see a picture of Bill Pullman in this photo with Dakota Fanning. And you're not going to put a, like a big name actor in a photo without there having been some significance. Yeah. So I, I, I just initially was like, okay, previous films. I don't know who these characters are, but they're previous film characters. They mean something to him. That's all I need to know. And so there's some kind of hint where she's given this black book that he had, he initially had said, Oh, I have this black book and that's how I got your number. And she gets the black book and it's kind of led to believe like she's going to be the next equalizer and not, maybe not in the sense of the action sense, but, but kind of passing the, the torch of saying like, you have to help people no matter yeah. what. You He's know, on that, his I'm, way out. <laughs> he found that village and, and he kind of somewhat has a babe now. So it's like, is he done now? Which does which he? I don't necessarily I agree with. Like for me, I I would have my taste is more in line with uh the equalizer's never done until he's dead. There's no retiring because he the whole thing is that he already had retired, right? So what happened was he's he's was like that what it was was he's like I didn't get that like, at all. He's like super people killer, right? He is he's John Wick, but he um he mm. in the first movie he just works at a uh, a hardware store, big hardware store, you know, Home Depot style type of store. And he, uh, you know, people, guys he work works with, they're young guys. They try to guess, you know, what he used to do. And he's always joking about he used to do this, he used to do that. Kind of like, you know, Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan. He never tells anybody. Uh, and then, you know, we put two and two together that he, he used to be an assassin or something. Uh, and so he, what starts to happen is he starts getting... Uh, he starts running into the Russian mob. And so he goes to see Bill Pullman's wife who Bill Pullman's just like a guy, he's like a writer, but his wife is uh, McCall's uh, old contact at the CIA. And I think he was supposed to be CIA. Like, I know you said that in the show, they didn't really say what it was. I think he was supposed to be. CIA. They said in the show, it was like, like they called it the company or the agency. Like it was an unnamed, yeah. which, which is entity. people, the CIA, their own refer to it as the company. So like, that's, that's a way of saying that it is a CIA without saying that it is. So, sure. uh, so let's just say he was CIA. Um, and he, you find out, you, you know, in the first movie that basically he, he got out somehow he got out and everybody thinks he's dead and he has a new identity and all that. In the second movie, you find out it's because some bomb went off at a hotel or something. And his partner thought he was dead. His partner who's played by uh Pedro Pascal, right? But like the awesome Pedro. Yeah. I, yeah, think, yeah. Pascal, I think I'm saying his name right. Pascal. It um, is. he, uh, he's his ex partner. Um, and he, so when they reunite, he's like, I, like, I thought you were dead. I mourned for you. We had a funeral and all this stuff. And so, um, he, he, the whole thing is that he managed to get out. Uh, and then he's kind of haunted by the fact that he's, you know, it's like that classic case of, I used to kill a bunch of people and I used to do it on other people's orders. Now I just do what I want to do and I'm going to use these powers for good. So that's why, you know, the movie can be really satisfying when he's like plunging a knife into somebody and then he's like staring into their fucking soul, you know, is like just watching the life leave their eyes. And he's just like very he's very sociopathic in his approach to the role. Like the very first time that you see him kill people, he's got this fixation with time. Right. So he's always hitting the, the stopwatch on his watch. And then because he'll guess he'll he's, you know, like in um, uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies, they do that thing where he. His mind zips around the room and he's adding up, like punch the guy in the neck and mm -hmm. then punch him in the stomach and then do this. Uh, and then we watch him do it. 
with this, it's it's the same type of thing, but he's calculating the time. So he'll be like, uh, 26 seconds. He'll hit the stopwatch. He'll kill everybody in the room based off of knowledge of where things are. And then he'll stop it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I went over by three seconds or whatever. But he's very calm, doesn't react at all. He's extremely sociopathic in, like, how he delivers the violence. It's very, and it reminds me a lot of, like, Batman comics. Well, Grant Morrison Batman comics will do a lot of the same stuff where Batman, they they make Batman a bat god. And, like, he can do all these amazing things mm -hmm. and already has the wherewithal to know like your heart will stop at this amount. Like you only have this amount of time to live. Your heart will stop unless I do this for you. Like things like that, where it's almost like precision down to the wire time stuff. So anyway, I, I, I want to get this point across because this is my two, I have two big gripes with this movie. And I think the first big gripe that I have, this one's more, this one's not a nitpick. This was my just general, like, I feel like this is why the movie's not as strong as I think a lot of other movies are including John Wick, which I think people make the comparison to this character. He's Superman, but he has no kryptonite and it's a little, yeah. it, it's great. The first time it happens, like the, it, what's the film is cathartic. I think that's the verb that people like to use with this film. The film, the film is very cathartic because the bad guys take that back. I have two gripes of this movie. The bad guys <laughs> in the beginning of the film, two, three, I have three. The three. bad guys, just bad dudes but they're like yeah. they're like classic bad guys who like beat up you know little like old like small mom and pop shops for for protection money yeah. and they're like you better have my money next week and like they do all these awful things and then you see every time you see the bad guys in the movie they're just doing evil stuff like, there's nothing there's no complexity with the bad guys it's just we're bad dudes. We're classic bad which guys. Is, which There's is nothing. fine if the bad guys then kill your dog or kill the love interest or it's just take like just, they do something, they but they don't it. ever do it. They, they burn down. They burn down one building, and then at that point, it, from there on. There's just these moments, like for example, the um. So you have the main bad guy and his. You're saying brother, you're saying if there's there's but backing up, you're saying it's it's only works if they're killing people of meaning. But to me, it just it, never because I was just kind of like, like, okay, okay. It. they're bad remember, guys. Remember, there's a there's a scene in the movie where we meet the main baddie, right? And the main baddie mm -hmm. goes to see some people, and they and have a their, grandfather. He's take the apartment. They, he's yeah, take they the have a apartment. Yes, he wants them to sign over the apartment or whatever. And uh, their grandfather is sitting there, so it's set up like these people, right. and they refuse him. And then, so he go, bad guy goes outside and he meets younger brother who we've already seen beating up people for protection money in the village. And then, boom, a second later, grandpa flies out the window with a noose around his neck and they say, you know, leave him there, like let him hang. Um, that moment would have been extremely effective had that been, for example, the doctor who brought Robert McCall back right. from death, right? right. In, in the beginning of the movie, right. all we see Robert in a um, it's it's uh, it's one guy who owns a a vineyard. He's walking. He 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 pulls in to his his main estate home, and he's walking through. And there's all these dead bodies, and we recognize it as like okay, the, Robert's been here. And he gets to the as you, you know in this screenshot uh, behind us. Uh, he's sitting there with all the barrels and he, you know, he's putting together like, okay, I can grab the gun. I can kill all these guys. And then I'm going to kill this guy who is like, you know, um, he's, he's just, a, he's a bad guy and he's a drug smuggler and he's an embezzler and all this shit. Uh, he steals money over the internet somehow. Um, so he, uh, 
then the son of that guy shoots him with a 22. And so Robert goes down. He's discovered by a cop who then brings him to this doctor. Doctor brings him back. Classic stranger comes to town type of stuff. The, the, he, they heal him up. He starts wandering around the town. Everybody's they're looking at him. Cause he's, I, I assume it's like, Oh, there's this the like obvious American. He's a black guy. He does. He stands out and he starts just kind of getting in with everybody. Um, you know, in the classic sense, uh, the love interest and all that. But um, zero of those people die. I think somebody gets beat up and their shop gets burned to the point where it's like, yeah, you kind of need like, like even, even like, there's a scene where the, yeah, the most, um, the worst, the cop the, the who worst saved things him, that happened, but, but yeah, the cop, the cop who saves like him, the worst thing that you're like, yeah, but you're like, oh my God, they're going to kill his whole family. And they don't, they don't do anything. They, yeah. It's implied that they they're going to the rape his wife and they don't, they don't, they pull every punch. And that's why I say overall, the whole movie is just a feel good movie. It's not going to affect you emotionally. It's just, it's just like, like there's a bad guy. He's dead. Yeah. And then you forget about it five minutes later because there was no sacrifice or, or meaningful death. I felt like, I felt like, the so yeah when we were talking about the bad guys we're talking about the first time he he finally takes action because the whole because that's my nitpick with the movie is this is a very slow movie and people will look at me and they're like this movie's not slow he does all this crazy fast action it's incredible i'm like no 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 this movie is intentionally slow and I think there they are all times are, where though, I, at least at first i think they all I, this movie take their time this movie it takes its time, but there are times when I'm watching the movie and you and I knowing editing and stuff, you're like, someone wanted to shoot five different shots of someone going down the stairs. But because they were in Italy this- and they're like, look how they're beautiful like, it is. It's and like there, we got to add moments of like, this is beautiful, but it's I a little indulgent. There's times where yeah. like there's even shots where I'm like, it's a bunch of police cars and you see all the police, either they're coming or going. And there's a bunch of shots where it's like, I don't need to see this. Like the, the point of the scenes ended. I don't need to see the police leaving. And it, it, it it's not just that, but it's like it's sprinkled throughout the movie where I felt like they feel like I feel like this movie just wanted to pad time or or much like when we talked about you only live twice they, they wanted to show japan they may have just wanted to show italy like you're suggesting and that that could yeah. be the case too but i think that that's just a that's just a general gripe i don't think that's the worst thing about the movie yeah i think with with what you're talking about with the villains i just felt like yeah they they play the bad guy and it's over and over again it's the same note it's like these guys are really bad dudes and what's cool at the the one time I was like, okay, that's great. When he kills the the underling, the first the first boss, you know, like the the, the brother, the young the 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 cocksure brother who's just like like hmm. he wants to make a name for himself, kind of guy. And he you know he's got his goons with him, and he wipes them all out. And you're like, all right, this is awesome. But what I felt is missing out of the movie is that there he's he's too much of a superman with no kryptonite that was like the the overall thing that yeah, i i problem felt arises like, and he just takes care of he it. just takes it all and you're like when we well that go was back easy to talking about yeah when you, we go back and talk about like our argument between john wick and mission impossible it's kind of because people are talking even now talking about a crossover between this and john wick and some in some form which i don't 
I'm like, sure, you could do it, but I feel like John Wick is almost a comic book in comparison to yeah, this. Yeah, 100%. Um, this, is, this is and grounded in reality. Not in a bad way. John Wick is not. John in, Wick in doesn't feel way. like it's in... Yeah, John Wick doesn't feel like it's in our reality, and I think that's yeah. why it works. Because, because everybody on Wick, the planet is an assassin. This is right. more like real world, like, you have the mafia, right? You yeah. have corrupt people in government, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But the problem, the problem with this movie is that I think I, I, I literally saw someone online say this movie's better than John Wick Four, and I could not agree. Disagree. Like, I, I, I had the yeah. I could not. Yeah. I had to disagree the most I've ever disagreed on something. I'm yeah. like, no, that like you are so far off. Like because I think the problem comes down to is a movie like this would have even worked better, or this movie would have been more engaging if the adversary that John Wick had was somebody he has never faced before like what if the third act of this film or the second half of the film was he goes up against somebody else but it turns out that they also have their equalizers on their team and they beat the shit out of denzel who's an old man and now he has to rely on the townspeople he to never help him he never and had his one moment of all is lost. There was never yeah. an all is lost, the which is a pivotal, t- pivotal moment of any movie is to have that we moment of like, it. wow, he might never, he might not make it. And right. you don't get that. It's just like, oh, here's a bad guy. The next scene, he kills him. Here's another bad guy. Next scene, he kills him. Done. Closest we get to it is a scene that's more reminiscent of like Spartacus or um, Spider-Man where, you know, it's like, oh, you got to go through, you got to get him. You got to go through me too. And all the townspeople turn on the mob guy and they're all using a different tactic. They're not fighting with, uh, they're not fighting with fists. They're fighting psychologically by fighting with cell phones. Hey, we're putting our cell phones out. We're showing the world what you're doing. Yeah. Um, You know, that that's, I thought that was a great scene, but I, I felt like, I was I was kind of hint, I was hoping like oh, wait are we gonna get this crazy action scene and then it it kind of flipped into a different thing and I think it works for the the town stuff but I I just think that like I I wanted I want the evil equalizer like that's that's that feels like a natural progression I feel like this shouldn't even have been the third uh, this shouldn't have been the third movie I think there should be at least five of these movies and I think this movie we should have gotten somebody. Uh, he should have faced that was just okay. as equally so, trained. Now, is that what happens in movie, two? In the first movie, uh, come to think of it, you do get something of an evil equalizer. What you get is um, the the main the his name's Pushkin, the main Russian mobster, this oligarch who uh, you only you don't see until the very 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 end of the movie. But uh, mm-hmm. the the majority of the movie, he sends an underling. Who, by the way, that underling is. Uh, he's in Lord of the Rings, so just a quick toast to him. Who is it? I'd have to look up his. Um, I'd have to look up not, his name. Not a name character. Uh, he plays. Um, uh, um, uh, Celeborn, and he's played. I would not know. Celeborn is the husband of um, uh, Galadriel. You know, like the Lady Galadriel, like they're, oh, they're okay. walking bound. Um, yeah. he's in the background essentially. He doesn't. He, he probably has a line in the extended edition. He's uh he's in there uh, very briefly. Why is nobody saying who he's played by? He, but he is a, a, a New Zealand um actor. Right. Um, next time you're talking, I'll look it up. But anyway, to Caliborn. <laughs> but he uh, 
Yay. <laughs> but anyway, so he's, yeah, he's a, uh, um, he is essentially a dark equalizer. He's the guy sent to, um, oh, Cordy, uh, Martin Sokas. Hang on. And he's in Born Supremacy. Mar Martin Sokas. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Up. Cheers. <laughs> Again, cheers to him. Cheers, cheers to, to him. Martin. Anyway, the uh, um, he he is kind of like a dark e equalizer so far as Pushkin. The moment that there's uh, so he again uh, our equalizer Robert McCall kills a bunch of mobsters to protect a a young prostitute, um, and uh, uh, they send their equalizer. They send the fixer, right? So he comes to town right. and he starts killing people, right? Because that's kind of what needs to happen. Is that there needs to be a, it's called escalation, McCurdy. Uh, our our hero does something, and we're all like, yay, somebody finally did something about this problem. But then the cancer, whatever it may be, in That's this case, match. the mob, the match. they come they come, and they start killing people. And it's like, oh, no, they're killing people. This is bad. Now they equalize. And then they start coming after him and so on and so forth. And then there's a big right. showdown, blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas with this movie, any time that that I mean, it's like we meet the big, big baddie. And then the next scene is like all of his men get killed in five seconds and and then he dies. You know, it's like there's not it's like, oh, that was easy. That was that was really easy. So somebody online saying that this movie's better than John Wick. Maybe if you're ranking feel good movies, this is literally a feel good movie where it's just like I wouldn't even, I, you didn't really didn't take not, a lot to get to it. But the, the problem was solved. And that's why it's lackluster. Right. You know, you, right. you won't when you get it. to to me, I think the big difference is John Wick. Like there's two big differences. One, John Wick films have other assassins who are almost equally like they they show how they're they're equally matched. They actually bring a little bit of sense of like conflict with John Wick that oh, these guys could take on John Wick and they probably could kill him, uh, which is great. Um, there's just a little bit of that. And I think the other thing is that John Wick lives and dies on the this spectacle of the stunt porn of every scene uh, is just like this crazy choreographed fight scene, shoot him yeah. up thing. Yeah. Driving a car like, in a circle doing donuts while shooting All of these cool, the cool yeah. things. And I think yeah. this movie is much more subdued because it's like, okay, we get literally, I think it's three scenes that demonstrate that are almost on par as far as fight capabilities and skill. Yeah. And they're very brief. They're not, they're not very long. I do think the end of the movie with the, the final boss and how he's killed, I think that's pretty cool but it it's just like that was easy yep. <laughs> like you're like okay i guess we're done here that was it all yep. right let's uh go home and i i just i just wanted more out of the movie i just was like mm, yeah and, and again so it's of all of movie. that it's everything you just said and then right at the end it's like oh by the way uh dakota fanning is the daughter of my old friend so that's right. why and then uh so then he gives Dakota's in in uh, the hospital because like they tried to blow her up with a car bomb where nobody died. Nobody died that we care about in the car bomb. Uh, it was and, the it was the the guy who was driving her around. That was that was who it was. I oh about my him. god! How oh, I can't even remember what he looks like. I care about so then, people's um, lives. So, so then, uh, like you. he goes to see her in the hospital. He's like, "Here's all this pension money from my buddy who I gave lift to." She goes back to mm -hmm. Baston. And she uh, gives the money to him. Oh, that's and they're they're like, thank you. This is great. Who did it? And she's like, I don't know. Some guy. And then um, 
And then he's still back in Italy. Presumably he's retired now because he gave her the black book and he's going to move on. My problem with that is that his whole thing is like his whole character is trying to redeem himself for the things he's done in his past where he's killed a lot of people. The whole reason why he got out of the game, the reason why he has this fake identity from the, from the get go, from the first movie is that he's trying yeah. to make up for whatever sins he committed before that. Now we get a barely a taste of that in this movie where the whole thing is that as the doctor is bringing him back from being shot in the beginning, in the beginning, he's, you know, that doctor says, uh, as soon as he comes to, he's like, Hey, are you a good guy or a bad guy? And his answer is McCurdy. I don't know. Says, I don't know. And the doctor later says know. only a good man would say, I don't know, uh, which is great. That is good stuff. But that whole theme of him trying to figure out whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy is like, we needed more of that. That should have been the prime focus. And then a character like that, they're not really going to retire again. I don't think the equalizer ever retires. I think the equalizer has to go until he's dead. So I'm sitting there like this movie would have meaning. Everything being so easy, so easy, so easy. Would it would have been, uh, it would have worked. It would have been, it would have been equalized. It would have been balanced out. If he would have given everything made the ultimate sacrifice by the end. But instead it's like, okay, wait, he's already retired. And then he started helping people. So he's going to retire from helping people. That's it doesn't even seem like it doesn't. I also think stupid. Here's what I. okay. The more we're talking about this movie, the more I'm more entertained to putting it next to Pope's Exorcist or actually no, scratch that magic mic and maybe not putting it next to it. But 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 here's the reason. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's the reason I'm. The reason I'm thinking that is because it seems like this isn't this for for what you're describing to me as far as who this character is and the the um, uh, what makes the equalizer separate from every other vigilante character seems yeah. to be this this sense of I I did wrongs. I'm trying to make up for those past wrongs. I'm trying to equalize other people's uh, things. I am doing things for other people. And I felt like, and and with what you're saying, as far as, yeah, he, you know, he should have made the, the final sacrifice. I'm like, is this the story for, for the last, supposedly the last equalizer? Cause they're saying it, it's the last the one. The final chapter. And I'm every thinking, and I'm saying the final chapter and I'm like, right, right. And they're saying though, this is the final chapter. That with him still alive. And, and, how? Yeah. And, and what I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is that I felt like this is such a generic story that's been played like i I will go on days and days about like things being derivative and you'll be like that's not an argument i'm like in some cases i feel like you want something you want a little bit more you want you want some more you want and i just felt like that from this movie i was like it's not and and here's the other part about it like i can't maybe i can't put it there because i do think this movie isn't like it's not blue beetle bad. Like I didn't think it was bad as blue beetle or Renfield or it's definitely better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. It just leaves me desiring more. So now I'm, I'm conflicted in saying like, is the desire for a better movie out of the character that they've really kind of like crafted. It just feels like it's kind of like a kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? Here's a generic, like drifter plot story. 
are we going to give him some like strong conflict that is really going to be morally detrimental to his like psyche and like like really kind of put him in a certain place of like why am i still doing this or any kind of moral questions no he's just gonna he's gonna save the town like he he does in every other movie oh okay so there's not like the villain is he gonna be an interesting villain is he gonna be is is he gonna have like a daughter or somebody that he knows that's actually a good person and there's like conflict there is there gonna be something like that no the villain's just really bad so okay so why is this the the last move so he's gonna but he's gonna pass it on to who is he passing to dakota fanning okay <laughs> why why dakota fanning dakota, is, if dakota fanning was the age she was in man on fire and he's like hey i need you to go start killing people and she's like what what <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> just I just love that idea. Just, I love, I love. She that becomes idea the little like, girl in uh, in in Tim in Tim Dalton's uh, The Living Daylights. The little girl who kills people with exploding teddy bears. Because isn't she holding it? Doesn't she? Isn't that like a big part of I've Man, never on seen Fire? Man on Fire? So I don't know. Uh, but I think on the, I, I think on the I, poster she has a teddy bear, right? I think she she calls him Creasy Bear. Like she she calls him Bear. Like her, her. There's nickname. obviously I think she a has reason a bear. why they cast her. There's she an has obvious a, reason. Oh, for sure, for sure. But she has like, a. Like, she has a bear. Together. And then she calls him that the name of that bear. I'm pretty sure. So right. yeah, so she is the little girl from the Living Daylights who kills people with uh with exploding exploding teddy bears. She has some stuffed animals. I forgot. Yeah, it's, it's creasy. Bear. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I like I see where you would want to say. Oh, put it next to the machine. It does kind of feel. Genu genuinely complete as far as like you go to the movies he kills people you're like yeah the they're dead and, and then they're you dead about it 20 minutes later about it and then he kills it. more yeah. people and then you're like great and you're telling me you want to put that next to the machine which is a movie about parents and loved ones or barbie which i know you don't like but i do think at the end of the day barbie is still a movie about mothers and daughters and like growing up and being no it's uh, not being, even being it, it, it is it is for five minutes it's not it's no okay and, and, grumpy I'm, Listen, I'm gonna be i'm down. gonna be hey, like hey the barbie, or I don't indiana jones. compare it to barbie indiana jones like i'm just gonna ignore that barbie i for the rest of the year i have to ignore that barbie is there because i think barbie just barbie should be right next to but fucking barbie here's bear. what barbie but, does okay aside from all your complaints about your your worldview complaints about Barbie. I think Barbie, at least the very end of the day, I feel when it comes to the production design and how the director Dude, utilizes the Barbie ism stuff, up that's way more interesting design. to me than Who gives how a they do shit about stuff. the production design of Barbie. We've seen a, like how many I'm talking about. Was that okay, difficult? Calm down. They, they didn't just reinvent anything. They just did what Barbie's always been. They just constructed it in the real world. Did they do anything worthy of note? No, they just took that. It wasn't it, it'd be I, like if you, you made you something out of Lego. We if made life-size Legos. How impressive is okay, that? You're not, you're not listening. I get it. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No. If you listen to the rest of my point, I'm saying they utilize the production design of Barbie, but they also utilize, okay, what is this Barbie figure? How does Barbie move? How does Barbie walk? What's the world like? Do they use actual water? Like, I thought all that stuff was really creative and inventive. And I liked, I liked all of that. I thought that was more interesting to me than most of what happens in this movie because I felt like seeing this movie, I'm like, yeah, I've seen this before. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just, really what my argument comes down to is like, are you going to take something that's just very mediocre 
versus something that takes a little more risk and is a little more interesting. And I feel like even Megan missing the machine, the movies that you're you would you're gonna acknowledge, they do that. Like there's stuff there that's a little more interesting. It's a little more there's something there. There's something more there. This one I'm just like, yeah. And I and I get why in the list like we're gonna say okay, it's better than Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Medium because like that movie just was like at the end of the day you're like. Ugh. but like there's yeah. a there's a part of me that's like is it there or is it closer to like something like I'm magic like, it's, it's, it's like it doesn't it's even realize it doesn't even like fully like i have a hard time putting this put everything below the super mario bros movie you know uh, yeah i mean that's where it, i'm like, like that's where i'm just like is it really beetle. like because you're not sitting there watching this movie being like this movie you're just like this no. is this is comfort food this is just giving me cheap thrills that that it, are still it, effective but not memorable right like again just watching right watching and him I'm just correct just, bad guys I'm just in the movie i'm at times in the movie i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm a little bored because this doesn't like i'm like the first for me the yeah, you're first not sitting up kill yeah. the first kill uh after um uh after they're in the uh sorry after the police gets attacked, the policeman gets attacked and all that stuff. And then they're at the, the restaurant and they come back to the restaurant and they first encounter the equalizer. And there's that whole scene. And then he like kind of warns them. He's like, he grabs them and he does the whole thing with the, the nerve and all that stuff. And I was yep. like, okay, this isn't like my seat. I was up in my seat. Then like moments later, it's not even like a extended period of, period of time. He kills all all everybody he kills the people that we've been like for a very long portion of the film we've been just like sitting around and just like okay they're we get it they're bad guys but when's denzel gonna do something no, I, about I, I think it? you there's, have there's that wrong hint, i think you have that wrong of, i think a very a short that, time i think of, I, I think I, I you said a very long time a very short time it's like we we are introduced to this well, they guy introduced, and then like a couple scenes yeah, later like he doesn't dead. know about them no yeah no 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 because there's hold on there's a scene prior to this there's a scene prior to this where he is walking down the streets and he sees the bikers as they're outside the fish market. Yeah. And they, the they fish, beat up the, the, fish, the fish guy. They beat up the guy and, and he's just walking and he doesn't do anything about it. He's just kind of like, you get a sense that he's conflicted, that he's like, oh, should I go back into this thing? Should I not do this thing? And then yeah. it's like, okay, but like I came to see the equalizer. Why aren't you equalizing? You know, like there's just that. They're well, he like, was, okay, he still you're building the campaign. He's still right. he's and, healing. And that, and I was going to say that. I was going to say he's healing and all that stuff. And then it's finally we get to like, no, but, okay, later, okay. Sorry, sorry, but, but Curdy, to your point, what should have happened is that because he didn't do anything, that guy then went and wasted the cop who saved his life and his whole family. Then we would have been like, "Oh, you should have done something, Robert." Like because you and didn't now he equalize. Really now yeah. there's been this punishment. You should have equalized early on, even though you were weak. You, if you would have done it, this cop and his whole family would still be alive. Oh wait, no, he they're fine. And then right, and then the that same gangster comes to bother them at dinner, and he's like, you know, he's staring the guy down. The guy is like, as usual, it's like, "Why are you getting involved, old man?" And then he proves he's not exactly an old man. He's a, 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 a vicious sociopathic murderer. 
and then they walk out of the restaurant they're standing at their car and he just goes and kills them right there so it's it's right. it's just like there isn't any consequence for for him his inaction didn't have any consequence to where you're like everything went according to plan and everything worked out and yeah. everything's fantastic it's you know? just like i know you're i know you're trying to say like okay ryan you're not saying like this you couldn't hate this movie watching it because there are moments again like we'll looking at the list there's moments in blue beetle where i'm just like oh god like they're doing yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing the rehashing ant-man or iron man basically both of those movies yeah and that was frustrating this movie's not frustrating in that regard it's but it lackluster. is like it's just so lackluster Weak. at times where i'm like i want more i want yeah. so much more and like i get your i get the idea of like oh it's satisfying but like it's satisfying that like, oh, yeah, it's cathartic. It's like, cheap. That it's one cheap satisfaction. That's my, my whole point is that it's like it's comfort food. Yeah. It's giving you just like a, a cheap like the bad guy's dead. And you're like, yeah, but what did the bad guy ever really do other than like. And that's where I'm like in the face. at other movies and even like like I know you don't want to put it lower than Super Mario Brothers or Ant-Man, but I'm like thinking about Ant-Man and it's like. At least Kang's way more interesting of a villain at the end of the day. Renfield's more is interesting he though? at the end of the day. Like I, I guess he like is. go down the list. I mean, like I mean, if we're going on bad guys, it. yeah. But then I think of like yeah, in this Six movie, was also a bad weak. guy. Remember Scream this Six movie's also like, refused to kill anybody. Yes, you know? and, and I just think like this week. And I think, but here's I think my my other part of that point though is like, uh, like okay. The first movie, you you said this earlier. You said the movie has the benefit of the doubt of saying like, "Who's this guy? Who what? Wh who is this guy? We don't know who this guy is. He's just some old man. Like, yeah. what's an old man gonna do? Oh, this old man is a deadly, malicious killer who's who's yeah. very who's very psychological and very like. And we already know that. Like, I don't have to see the other two movies to know that because I already like I saw the trailer. But also, I'm like. I know this is a sequel to two other movies where he's an action hero. So I'm like, okay, I, I can, I don't need to know that going into this one, but then you're like, okay, but they use that again in this movie. So it's like, okay, you did that before. I do like the intro to this movie, but it's like, you did it before. So now this, this plot line just feels like what should have been the plot line to a first movie where, you know, he's a, like, you don't even know. Like, I felt like I could have seen this movie as the first equalizer save the last part of the movie. And I probably would have like, I've been like, Oh, okay. This is kind of interesting. Who's this character. And then like that end of that movie, instead of taking it in Italy, make it New York. And the end of that movie, he is part of this New York borough. And like, then he's like, puts himself at Craigslist. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is a new movie. It's just, I, I just want more. And I, I know that's a yeah. weird argument to make, but it's like, even no, when I, I'm looking I, down yeah, the, some of these movies, point. like, I'm like they. There are other movies that I I can see why you're we're like oh this movie's worse than this movie. But I'm like, yeah, but these other movies they do things, they try new stuff, they do. There there's at least something there that I'm like ah, that's cool, that's interesting. Yeah. I hate that you did this, but that's interesting. I this think movie, if he would have if he would have given his life, if he if yeah. the Equalizer would have died at the end for the sake of this whole small village in Sicily. Uh, there'd be no question about it. It would be, it would be higher uh, as it is. I mean, even just, like I said, even that alone, the equalizer is going to retire. No, the equalizer keeps helping people until he's in the fucking ground. So it's just, it's, that is stupid. He's going to retire from his retirement. 
No. So, so that's where I'll, I'll, I absolutely give you points. The question, the, the hard thing is, is that because of the, the overall, just kind of, um, uh, as you put it, not sitting there hating the movie. That's where, that's where it's, it's hard to put it below something like, uh, blue beetle, you know, or, I mean, I'm not sitting there hating quantum mania as I'm watching it. I'm just sitting there being like, this could be so much better. So maybe that, maybe, maybe right above blue beetle. Yeah. Cause even Renfield, well, I think, you're not I sitting think there the reason why Renfield. I say it's just classic. It, hang on, hang on. This is just, this movie has a certain amount of class to it, including what you said, mm -hmm. five different shots to get a guy uh, up a, a really ancient and beautiful uh, Sicilian staircase. But uh, that classiness only weighs in so much. It should the story the class the story should match the classiness, and because it doesn't, it's just like a, a a classy movie without the emotional impact of like a classic Yojimbo. Like even remember, and right. uh, we talked a lot about the influence of Yojimbo on License to Kill, where part of what Bond does is he convinces the bad guys to kill each other off so to make right. his job easier. That would have been more interesting. Instead, he just goes and kills everybody, and it's not interesting. So it's like classy so far as like cinematography and the, the location and all that, but that's not going to, you know, me, that's not going to convince me. Those are cherries on top of what should have been a better story. And it's so... Just like, he's a cool action dude. It's just very... It read The movie reads to me like somebody who doesn't go to a lot of movies, probably just goes to action films and just wants to see... Because we before we started talking about that, you're like, this movie has horror elements to it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I, it, for well, outside of the fact that it's like he's essentially a slasher that you're on his side. Besides yeah. that, the film is super brutal. Like they're there. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't realize like, oh, this movie is actually really graphic. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, like this is the movie we're watching. They Great. all are okay. like in the first. One, I didn't realize how graphic this movie Like, for was. example, there's moments in the first one where you're seeing it from the bad guy's perspective. And yeah, like, like the, the the moment that comes to mind is that he's in the hardware store. Bad guy walks into an office. The lights are out except one spotlight outside the door. And in the security camera, he sees uh, Roberts there. And then when he turns around, he's gone. That's a horror movie right. element where from the bat, you're seeing it from the bad guy's perspective. And then a moment later, <laughs> you see the good guy brutally murder him. So yeah, those are there. Um, this one, maybe not as I'm just much. kind of like thinking more and more about like Pope's exorcist because it just, they just kind of feel very generic in their their approach of being doers of good, almost superheroes. Essentially, they are like if you were just to look at at the definition of a superhero without all the, like the bells and whistles of capes and layers yep. and villains and stuff. Well, let's like start that. there. These guys are let's super, start there. These, these guys are superheroes, right? Like they're yep. they like they are people who have extraordinary abilities that most people don't have that can do yep. things that we wish we could do. And they save they they save people. They get people out of bad situations, and that's what like that's what this film is. He's just he's just a superhero, but it's it's in there the guise of like, oh, he's a secret agent spy person who can kill people really good, you know. But it's not as uh, doesn't have the the flashing no flare as all the other ones. I have no idea who RL is. But RL, welcome to the yes. stream. I feel like you deserve a golden ticket for <laughs> making it on the stream. But yeah, uh, well, I think I'm, I'm thinking of Pope's Exorcist because, like, Pope's well, Exorcist let's start there. is kind of 
Let's Pope start Tuck there because me. as as you mentioned, it's like both movies Russell are re- retreads of things equalizer. that are better. Yeah, yeah, which but yeah. Russell Crowe was supposed to be the equalizer. So yeah. I want so there you go. and Russell Crowe to be in a movie together where they team up to fight Satan. And <laughs> they so and it would work because because Denzel's like, I have to like, you know, I've that should have been the third movie. That's he he's he teams up with the Pope's exorcist because He's uh he's like oh you know I I've, yeah. I've done don't yeah don't cross over movies. with John Wick cross over with, with the Pope's Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. He has done all these horrible atrocities and he's like I I will you atone for your sins as long as you help me fight the devil and we have to fight this really bad demon. Yeah. Well and you, and, you, <laughs> and you, it's you, so you, it turns out the bad demon the bad demon possesses a mobster. Like how cool would that be? Yeah, already so, a bad so they dude. They gotta get in there. An even badder dude. He's got to kill at the same time that uh, that uh, that <laughs> Russell is performing the exorcism. Denzel has to brutally murder him. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Because he's so, already a bad dude. Yeah. I I think we have something. I think we have something. So yeah, Denzel's doing that whole thing where he's looking around the room, right? Like uh, Sherlock Holmes, and he's like. Yeah, there's crucifix and there's the holy water, and then I can grab, yeah. like, stab him in the fucking face with a crucifix while I like <laughs> throwing holy water all over him, and he's melting, you know. And then meanwhile, you see Russell Crowe's drinking wine in the in the side, sitting on his on his Vespa, being like, <laughs> yeah, both, yeah, like Denzel gains water. a bunch of weight, so they can just both be like really fat riding around on that Vespa. Okay, RL, he, he wishes there was one more action scene. They should have had Bill Pullman make an appearance seeing his daughter in the hospital or a phone call or something along those lines. Yeah, I, Bill I Pullman kind of got effed on this whole series. He's in the first movie, the barely. The president of the United States. Yeah. He saved yeah, yeah. the world. Yeah, from, from aliens. He's from And aliens. then he's briefly in the second movie, and then in this movie he's in a photo and that's it right is he like the wife of the guy or something like i was reading it's the husband of rough, his the husband his wife, uh, what I'm saying. yeah uh husband McCall's, of the person that mccall's cia contact who kind of like helps him when he has targets he's got a hit he's like who is this guy well he's a russian mobster he's got all these connections blah 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 and so then he goes and takes him out or whatever so uh yeah so uh, let's start at pope's exorcist though i think it, i think it unquestionably it's above pope's exorcist i think it's like pope's exorcist had that fresh thing with like a happy-go-lucky priest who's running around telling jokes and uh and, and pulling exorcisms but by the end it turned into harry potter right that's that's mostly what i re- remember sure. there this had that element of class to it where they're both retreads of things we've seen before but right. uh uh yeah i think I, I i think i would immediately put it above that uh blue beetle you have a lot of you have also a, a retread you said evil dead hold on you said evil dead rises are, are we are we just talking oh, about superheroes oh, no, and yeah, these characters okay. no i miss evil dead so well, no no I'm, I'm saying let's start at pope's exorcist and slowly work right. our way up to wherever right. we're gonna put this so evil okay. dead rise i just see as like cheap thrills um true but i think what i think the difference I, I think you have to match like it's hard because they're different two different types of movies. Sure. One is an action That's thriller, one is a horror film. One mm-hmm. is an action thriller, one is a horror thriller, uh horror film. But I think where they where they both um 
where I think where Evil Dead Rise outshines it is in its spectacle, right? Like spectacle being whatever the thing is that is like, it's going to bring you to the audience. Like, I want to see that. I want to see Denzel stab a dude in the head, right? Evil Dead has a lot of gross stuff in it that is like really hard to watch at times. And I think it outshines it in the amount of it, of the amount of what it gives and the sense of the over sense of dread. I know your biggest complaint is the lack of rules and uh, uh, framework within the story. But I do feel like that is something where I'm like, I don't know where I would feel about it. And I could, I mean, I could give, I could give it to equalizer for just being like, Oh, it's a story with characters and sure. But at the same time, it's like when you see equalizer and it's supposed to be an action film and you're wanting the action scenes, like RL just said, he's like, I wanted another action scene. I'm like, I kind of wanted some, a lot of other things, but I, yeah. that's where I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm hard on that. Move up to blue beetle. Let's just let's just move past the Blue Beetle. I think Blue Beetle at least, yeah, it does. It's a mess. It's a goddamn. It's mess. a mess. It's a mess. Only that it's like retreading. Uh, I think you it, in our in our episode we talked about Iron Man, but other people are like, no, it's Ant Man. I'm like, oh yeah, it is Ant Man. It's, it's more even. It's more Ant Man than it is Iron Man. But Ant Man, I think even like, uh, it's 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 a lot of the same plot lines. Basically, it's a company that has to have some kind of uh, special de- weapon or special device. Which you and, get in Iron Man. Which you get in Iron Man. But in this one, it's like, it's uh, uh, Hank Pym has the Pym particle. And so his company is is wanting to extort that Pym particle and make it more and make it into weapons for the military or make it into weapons for the, the for Hydra. Uh, I, 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 I just see nothing. There's more. There, I see it pure Iron matter. Man. I don't see Ant-Man at all. I mean, I see like, I see that Ant there's, Man is there's related to Iron Man, but it's like pure. I Iron think Man. it's in that, and I think also with the technology, like there's definitely TikToks out there that'll be like, "Yep, they're very clear comparisons." That I'm like, "Yeah,", yeah. but I would again, I think I Iron Man or Ant Man. The story, the story, I think the story is a is a goddamn mess. To where it, for me, it's just it's easy to put this above it, like easily put it above the mess of. I'll Blue give it Beetle. above Blue Beetle. Here's the reason I would say it's above Blue Beetle. And it's really comes down to one of the scenes that I nitpicked where it was like the movie's director doesn't understand. Like when you're adding music to a scene, it better mean something, but don't try to show us other stuff because when you're doing that, it kind of confuses the audiences to like the meaning of the music. So like there's a scene where like this this uprising inspiring music and the villain is getting up and he's like doing so it's like now you're trying to now the movie's trying to say he's the hero and so there's like moments like that where I feel like it's not that doesn't work like you're like you yeah. you should have focused on this other thing so I will give you Blue Beetle okay real quick RL is saying how he thinks it would have been I'm assuming a he I don't know could be Roberta L um, so. Yeah, seeing him fight rather than discovering it, I could take either way. But part of me, as I was leaving the theater, I was like, "Would the movie have been better?" And I think, I think ultimately, I I was like, "No, I think the way they did it is fine, I guess." But would the movie have been better had it had we seen him in the beginning giving a lift to some random guy who's complaining about have uh, how his pension was stolen, and then have him track down the guy, go to Sicily, do all this stuff. I don't I think eventually I was like, yeah, I can see why they they did what they did. And then at the very end, they just say, 
I gave we the guy a lift like one time, the, you know. I think in the CSI-ness of it, I think they do see, like, the actual thing happen, kind of almost like in uh, Boondock well, Saints. I think there's a, isn't there a yeah. scene where this, like, they, like, they there's show a Boondock him Saints feeling thing? bad, right? And that's that's what I was saying earlier about his whole thing of am I a good person or not was introduced but never really explored because in the beginning, it's, yeah, it's like, in the beginning, we just see all these dead bodies, and then later we see all these these like uh, RL is 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 a man. Just to confirm, RL is a man. Uh, we see all these dead bodies, and so we're we're like slowly is putting it together. And then later, we we uh, uh, he he has flashbacks where he's killing all these guys, and it's it's him being like, "Am I a good person or am I not?" Uh, and it's just like, okay, like if you killed that, that, that kid. element. That element is exactly had he killed the like kid, if he had that shot been that great. kid that shot him. Yeah, then that would have been that would have been. Then he'd be like, "Am I really a good person like or not?" Yeah, yeah. but but you'd be that, like, and that's, Holy that's crap. why that's why we keep Pull saying this kid. movie pulled so many pulled so many punches. It didn't kill a kid. It didn't kill any villagers. It just barely beat them up. It killed one old man in another village that we don't even know that we you know we don't give a shit about. It's just Here's... like it pulled so many punches to where. Uh, but this, but I'm still like, yeah. So we were just above Blue Beetle. The next is Renfield. Renfield is like a like a just a, a comedy, like a ridiculous action comedy. Right. So, but what are the merits of the movie? You can't just be like, it's a comedy. Therefore, no, no, no it's that's bad. not what I'm saying. I'm introducing you know I mean? it. it. It's a ridiculous sure. action comedy. It could easily, it could easily be below Renfield. It just, like you said, it depends on the merit. It has Ren Renfield has a really interesting premise that i yeah. that i was more i'm more pulled to than just this movie which is essentially a, a cowboy western this the, renfield's like oh a the weak guy cowboy who, western a weak right western right and this movie and renfield on the other hand it's like okay this is a movie about a uh an underling a henchman of the devil dracula whatever we want to say but like the bad guy and he yep. is trying to get out of this this relationship and that's what makes it funny and interesting mm. at the same time. I know you, I think in that episode, you were like, oh, this could have been a really cute, fun, short, short film, but it decides to like go the extra mile and like adds like a lot more, more of these actiony bits. And I, I felt like the biggest weakness I held, held with that one was like, if I'm remembering correctly, is that Aquafina's plot line feels like it's very much sidelined where I felt like you could have done a lot more with that. And it just yep. felt like they had cut a good chunk of, like, I think that movie was like 90 minutes. And it probably needed the extra half hour to fill in some gaps in the in the that story where I felt like that B story to me lines up with this movie in some regards, because it's just kind of like while he's doing all this stuff and stopping these baddies in Sicily, uh, because he went to this house, at the beginning of the movie, there's like this drug, these these drugs are being passed around. And I guess it's sort of connected with the bosses of the the crime family that are doing these horrible things in the town that he's in or, or they they're one of the couriers or whatever. And there's some kind of over back in the background, complicated plot about like, Oh yeah, the ter they're terrorists. They blew up this, this town when it's actually the mob did it. And, and you're like, okay, great. But that's not really what the forefront of the story is. The forefront of the story is like what's going on in this town. And it's not like there was an explosion in that town where this happened. There was a fire. So I'm like, yeah, there's there's parts of me where I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see in there. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm, but where do you see it where it's better than Renfield? What you what you said about 
Ant-Man having an interesting bad guy. Renfield certainly has, you know, an interesting bad guy, an interesting spin on a, on a, a very old bad on a guy, classic, right? Dra- classic, a classic Dracula. Dracula. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I, that's where I'm like, I, I could see above blue beetle below Renfield on that alone, because as we all know, your, your bad guy, uh, your your bad guy is going to dictate your feelings towards the good guy, right? That like a more interesting bad guy is going to make for a more memorable film right. versus uh this one, like I don't even know the names. I just know like all one like, note. They're just, all yeah. every scene. I went back and like I'm thinking about every scene that we introduce a bad guy. It's this, very right one note. As RL just said, I was just gonna say the same thing. The best bad guy is in the first, the first equalizer because it's okay. like this guy is like as we already laid out he's the he is the anti equalizer he's like the the evil version of the equalizer where he's sent specifically by the big oligarch the russian oligarch sends right. his equalizer in the in the worst sense of the word essentially what the equalizer used to be back when he was CIA they would send him somewhere to kill a bunch of people. And that's why he feels bad. And that's why he retired from being a killer. So he's like, I'm going to use my skills for good. Meanwhile, this guy is in the first movie is part of the mob. And he's essentially just like murdering innocent people for money. Cause he's like a sociopath. Denzel Washington in these movies is also a fucking sociopath. He just decides to, you know, the, in the classic sense, like Dexter, I'm going to use my, powers of evil i'm going to use them for good so that's where yes rl absolutely the first equalizer is, is always going to be the best movie i i th- this movie is definitely the second best equalizer 2 is laughable by the end um but they all uh, those first two at least have uh those episodic moments of like like at one point in equalizer 2 he just picks up uh you know again he's driving around he's he's doing the lift thing and he he drives to this expensive apartment building this guy walks this you know obviously drunk and drugged up girl he puts her in the back of the car hands hands uh mccall cash and just says make sure she gets to her apartment and yeah is that in the trailer where and then it's just like all these wall street guys i remember that in this trailer and then he comes back and he's like they're all like who are you who's the who's the grandpa like she was a slut bro yeah like they're they're like they're 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 uh, stereotypical I, I, like yeah. Wall Street guys who were just well, like yeah bitches back... and blow bro and then he just like beats the shit out of all of them and then back to uh, the bad but guys. that but but my point being that we never see them again we just get episodic right. moments of that throughout the first two films this one it's all taking place in one there's there is no just random episodes of helping people out it's all part of one singular story but as it goes on that story doesn't do this thing where it's like slowly going up and down and escalating. Right. It's, it's, it's just quite, kind of like, like everything's good. Everything's right. good. There's Nobody died. Everything's great. No. You know, so the, there's but, like the threat of death, but like we never like, yeah. And I think meanwhile in about- Redfield, Dracula comes in and murders everybody <laughs> in the support group. So you're and like, it, but yeah, just but like, that, this parts of the movie, you're like, which, Oh my God. <laughs> you know? Which that scene though is motivating for the main character. Cause he's like, Oh, you, you basically, you know, stop this. I mean, they, they do yeah. a joke where they bring them all back. Right. Like, it's not like a part of it. It was like, he ends up somehow bringing everybody back to life. At, right at the, at the end, end of the movie. Like, thanks for getting all that Dracula blood. So we could yeah. bring everybody back to life. <laughs> and then still... he does something like, uh, 
yeah, but it doesn't really hide uh, what happened in the afterlife or something like that. And he's remember right. the guy's all chipper, and he's and like, then he's like, he's like, like, like that's horrible. Never forget. So right, thanks. Was you funny. know, yeah. that was funny. No, I okay, yeah, but talking about Ant Man and talking about Renfield, I know people out there are gonna like chastise me for saying like Ant Man's still a better Ant Man the Quant Ant Man and the Wasp the Quantumania is a better movie than Equalizer three. They're going to be like, how dare you say this? This is like one of the worst Marvel films. I'm like, sure, it's one of the worst Marvel films, but Marvel tends to put out decent movies. I'm like, it's not the worst Marvel film. I, don't, I wouldn't really put that category. I wouldn't put that on there. I think it's still, when it comes down to the bad guys, the bad guys are a little more, they're more characters. They're a little more interesting. Everything, the plot is all yeah. focused around who this Kang guy is. How do we stop this Kang guy? And, it, and more of like, he's this really you know, he's a bad dude. He, he's trying to do like, he's going to bring an army. He's going to destroy the world. Like we got to stop him. Whereas the villains in this is it's, it's kind of like this theme that this thing that I've noticed when it comes to superhero action stories is that sometimes you have a villains that are maintaining their managers. Like they're just trying to maintain their empire. And then you have other stories where the villain has a plan and he's going to implement that plan. And then you have other, the better, the best stories tend to have villains who have a plan that you kind of see where they're going. Like there's like, well, maybe he's right kind of thing. Like those are even the best ones. But this movie just needed a like something more interesting about that. Like if even if he's managing and he's this evil dude, like they have one scene where they maybe hint that he's okay, where it's like you see the rest of his family after the the brother has been killed. And then you also see so that they're all grieving and, and like, oh, he's a family. He has a family. Uh, and then there's even a scene where he like he's coming out of church, like he's trying to have some kind of duality. But like, would it not have been better? Like crazy, crazy pitch right here. Wouldn't it have been better is if Denzel's girlfriend, I don't even think like his daughter figure. That's what I think of her. I didn't really think it was just girlfriend. But anyway, they his went girlfriend on a date. At the cafe. The daughter sure. figure. Oh, is I guess Dakota. you're right. He did. Dakota's he did, the guess. daughter figure. Right, you know, right. Who he's like, she just like teaching, and then she's right. he's like he's clearly looking to. There's get something about yeah, yeah. So what chick, if, yeah. what if cafe chick was like bad dude's daughter, or like there was some kind of connection there, like infinitely sure. more story conflict possibilities that could have like yeah. made the at least made the villain a little more interesting. I'm just saying like you got to match your villain. Like even if he's not physically matched. Yeah, the villain in this movie wouldn't be physically matched, but like physically, psychologically, maybe uh, maybe emotionally. Like, is there some kind of weird connection we can make between these two that we would don't make it harder for him to just try to kill them. him? All we know is that they're they're mafia. And like, I don't even remember the, the name of either of them. And it was just like they show up in the movie a couple scenes later, they die. And it was the same. It reminded me more brothers. villains of plane. Like, that's that's really what this movie reminds like. I know you're going to say, well, yeah, but it's it's it shouldn't be next to plane. I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it should be yeah. next to plane. But uh, I'm because I do think Denzel's there's there's certain things that do elevate this movie. I think Denzel's performance. I do think like just sure. using that classic like, duh, on that story yeah. works because it's just a very clear cut story. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, the villains in this remind me a lot of the villains in plane where they're just like bad dudes. There's that's it. They're just yeah. bad dudes. They do bad things. They're the cartoon version of bad dudes. That's it. Yeah. And, that, and again, that would be fine if those bad guys killed somebody. But you have 
bad guys who we know nothing about who are bad because they're bad. Uh, and then they they don't do anything with that. Meanwhile, we have so we have these weak villains. Uh, and then simultaneously, they do nothing with the am I a good person or not theme. So it's like weak villains who don't kill anybody and not really exploring fully the am I a good person thing. Right. Where, whereas it was begging to at least at least kill somebody and then him making the ultimate sacrifice would answer that story of like, um, you know, because it's like what we talk on this channel all the time, how you um, you 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 have that duality of man, fun stuff or like what we always say about James Bond, where James Bond would be useless in his role if he was incapable of killing anybody. But he chooses to kill he chooses to do bad things against evil people people who choose themselves over everybody else and that's what the mafia is right if you're if you're right. stealing money if you're stealing protection money from all these people you're you're that's evil you're only enriching yourself at the expense of everybody versus um uh, uh having the ability to kill people and only using it to help out random people you give lifts to so on and so forth uh but you don't you don't get a good sense of that by the end especially because he retires, which I think is stupid. So um, while like right here, RL's like, yeah, oh man, stupid. I'll have to check out Renfield. Anything below uh, like 10 or whatever on this list, like like check out most everything on this list is crap. Renfield is worth checking out, but like just because it's on this list doesn't mean it's good. Uh, TMNT, I, I, meanwhile, I, TMNT is number five. It's really awesome. So right. I would absolutely check that out. Right. What were you going to say? I, I was just going to say, I don't agree that most of the list, the list is crap, but it is not, it's not top tier for sure. Like yeah. it's definitely like, there, there's a, there's a level here where you're like, that's actually a, like, once you get to, I think, I know you would disagree, but I would say like Barbie and above is decent movies. Like they're like, you're going to have, they're, they're overall pretty good movies. I think Indiana Jones has prop, like there's other movies down below the list that have just like a lot of glaring issues that you're like, huh and it'll like yeah. you'll leave the theater like i kind of wanted something more to them i don't and i still enjoyed most of the movies on this list i think the only movies i the only movie i really did not enjoy the most was i was frustrated with haunted mansion and and knights of the zodiac and you know, those were the only two that i was like Ugh. this movie i was more just like like okay i was just kind of like that maybe just kind of a little yeah. cynical while everybody else in the theater is like oh man he's gonna get him i was like yeah it's awesome but Give me all more. those people like, are let me the fight moment them. they leave the theater they forget the movie they're gonna forget that's, about that's, it that's, they're gonna uh, be like oh yeah all the way back that, to my movie? all the way back to my quick review it's like it's like it feels good in the moment just like comfort food it feels really good in the moment but but there's there's nothing you're not gonna remember that uh so, it's, not, it's not a meal to remember that grilled cheese you ate that's not gonna top your list of best meals you've had in your life it was just in the moment it felt really good and then you move on you forget about it you know so I'm I'm the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, I am comfortable, even though, yes, Renfield may be a ridiculous horror action comedy. It still has elements that uh, surpass a classy, violent sociopath movie about a guy who just like kills bad people. Right now, if this was Equalizer one. I don't you, know. I'd have to think about it a moment. It'd be, it'd be up it close to John Wick or something. Like it'd be. It'd be. I think. I think some of my issues would have been less like if, like the things that you're saying. It's like, oh yeah, that address this thing, address this thing, and I think also no. like this movie's like we we know he's a badass. We know 
he's awesome. But, you know, I think the big difference, like people were going to compare this to John Wick. And I'm like, the thing with John Wick is the whole movie is a roller coaster ride. And the whole movie has people that foes that he has to go up against the whole movie. Like there's so much more going on that it's like everything's elevated and everybody's everybody's an equalizer in John Wick. Right. That's yeah. great because it's more it's just more conflict. And there's really like amazing set pieces, but it's the whole movie's different set pieces. It's not just a beautiful town in 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 Sicily. And I know, like, yeah, that's the budgets. Like, you, you're comparing budgets at that point, but still, I'm like, these are not necessarily the same movies. This one's kind of slow, methodical, and but it's like, yeah, but there's nothing he there's nothing that's gonna stop him, which makes him a Superman that doesn't make it interesting. You're just like, yeah, and, and I I had cool. a um. Yeah, as we were saying, should compare more to the Taken films. Well, we talked about Taken briefly, but like, uh, I see it more as Jack Reacher because it's it's less about um, yeah, a, a, uh, it's less about like a thing happens to a guy, and it's more like a guy out there. Like Taken isn't a western, so so much as it's like a revenge type of thing. It has western it's elements. Western, it's a western, western like western elements so far as. Yeah, sure. Like one, you know, his daughter gets kidnapped, so he's got to go get her. It's not yeah. that he just happens upon a, a web of corruption and he's going to take it out. Now, by the end of the movie, he takes out a web of corruption, but it's because of a thing that that happened to his daughter. Like he's right. in America when she's taken. Right. So he has to go over there. Um, so, yeah, the searchers is a good example, as opposed to Jack Reacher is a guy who just wanders the earth and just trouble finds him. And this is closer to that. He's just driving around and lift and somebody's like, yeah, so anyway, my money was stolen. And then he's like, Oh, I'll fix that. Uh, like he's just right. Fixing. And in the first movie, he just, he sits in a diner at night and reads a book. And uh, this, this prostitute keeps coming in every night and they just start talking. And eventually she's showing up with bruises and stuff like things happen to him and he corrects it. So uh, the, the, the first movie's unbeatable. The second movie sucks in many ways. This one is, is, clearly number two but it's like it's it's just lackluster and and again had he died had he given his life in the end it just it would have had so much more meaning but without any of that meaning it's uh i'm i'm more than happy to judge it based on bad guy and the bad guys are just kind of meh so um the more we talk about it i'm good with above blue beetle below because blue Blue beetle it's like blue beetle get blue beetle similar it's like the villains are just bad bad people like they're they're not but i would even argue that maybe like i'm not saying i'm 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 still under it being under blue beetle but there's part of me that at least susan sarandon at least plays just i'm bad guy like that's her one note i'm bad guy yeah but there is some like a little more interesting than what we see in this movie where it's just like she's like got a face for the a public face and then she's got her like i'm trying to sell weapons and like bad stuff and it's like okay at least you have some kind of plan and something's a little more interesting but still it's the movie's a mess we we talked about that but yeah when yeah but this movie's just like yeah the bad guys are meh and he's kind of doesn't have a weakness and so i'm just kind of left like great i don't know like on a a classiness level i'd still put it just below the machine but on like a realistic this movie just is forgettable level uh just below renfield above blue it's beetle an august movie it's, it's not by yeah, me it's, it's, so it's the are you gonna lock that in? labor day i think yeah you let's lock that in lock lock that answer in okay the equalizer 
three. And again, if you're going to say this is the final chapter, then do something with it. But this ends and it's like, that's the final chapter. Well, we did something, what? Charlie. We, he, he, he gave his black book to Dakota Fanning. Yeah, which I she think is a man on fire. I think that's a, I think this is a piece of shit move. <laughs> You're really going to retire from this, uh, Creasy Bear? You're really going to retire from this? Something's going to you know? happen. Nothing it's is gonna... over. So, the next movie, they're like Equalizer Four, and the whole town burns to the ground, and then he has to go find yeah, them. And then he meets John Wick. Yeah. And then the Pope. Actually, the Pope comes in his best to come save the Pope's exorcist. Yeah. He goes yep. and finds him. Hey, he's like there was a drifter. demon. He's like there was a demon in this town. High Plains <laughs> Drifter is where they paint the town red. That's the one. Is that the one they... with the noose that you were talking about? Yeah, and they and I'm sure that happens in several Clint Eastwood movies, but they they paint the town red because it's kind of like a you know like a Yojimbo Bugs Life uh, Seven right. Samurai type of thing where it's like uh, or Seven you know, right, Samurai specifically. I mean where that. where it's like. Uh, the, these men are coming back to kill all of us. And he's like, paint the fucking town red. It's been a while since I've seen it, but they paint the entire town red to intimidate these guys. Like, you know, you oh. come in here and you're all going to die. And he, one by one, picks them all off. Um, I'm fairly confident that what I'm saying is accurate. It's been uh, at least a decade, if not two. Wait, you said High I've Plains Drifter? High Plains Drifter, yeah. Because he did like, there was like three or four that he did after after the leone movies that i always get mixed up like one of them's uh the uh Josie <laughs> woman, <Wales>. on fire. <laughs> woman on fire yeah that'd be good that'd be good no you're talking about like there's ahead. like josie wales there's yeah uh high plains drifter there's pale rider i think is one of them like, like they, but they were like they all came out and like hang them high they came out like 70s early 80s yeah um Clint, Clint yeah. was going to kill a bunch of people. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Denzel's teeth. Um, it's not his teeth; it's his mouth. What's what's uh, what's maybe the it is his teeth? I don't know. He like does this so much of the movie. He's like, I noticed that. Yeah, it's like he's chewing on something. And I don't know if if flip. yeah. I mean, even that picture, even the picture you have back there, you kind of see it. Where it's like, and I never noticed that. Maybe that's something he's always done. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't, know. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what do we have next? Now that we're locked in to Equalizer being at 28? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. The schedule is way I, off. Here's, like, okay, the so here's the thing. There's the a couple of too. things. <laughs> well, okay, here's a couple. There's a couple of things that have gone on. Of course, we're in the midst of the, the actress writer strikes. Some of the movies have been pushed because they, they want to be able to promote the movies with the SAG actors that they need to promote the films with. So like movies like Dune got pushed to next year. Uh, mm -hmm. other movies like because when I made that list it was the beginning of the year and I knew that was going to happen I knew that the second half of the list was going to change so it's kind of like I have to get back to you because then there's like a bunch of movies that all are coming out like really close to each other um, even yeah. Taylor Swift's now got her era's tour coming to theaters and so that like I don't think that's what top we're going to watch list. but that's the top thing. of the list Era's tour, Obviously. baby. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, there's there's uh, there's a couple of films. Um, I have to go back and look what. Let me hold on. Real we can quick. always play catch up too. You know, there's yeah. there are a few that we've left. We we are that... very we are very lackluster in the comedy and drama uh, category, and I find that to be. I found your lack of faith is disturbing. disturbing. Um, okay, it's disturbing. Uh, let's see here. The big movie. 
what's next week? The eighth, right? The big movie is still nuns, the nun two. So we can go okay. see that. That is the eighth. I'm just trying to I'm looking how about I week. don't watch the nun one and you fill me in. I've already seen the nun two, but I haven't seen it in a while. I've already seen the no, first nun. But you mean the nun one? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I will not watch but, it and you can fill me in on it. But live. The Nun is a part of the Conjuring cinematic universe. Yep. So it is not, it is, it is as much of an Ant-Man to Iron Man, you know, as it is to Ant-Man one and two, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. Uh, okay. There's that movie. But then the other big movie that comes out is my big fat Greek wedding three. So maybe I watch the first two big fat Greek weddings and you, you don't watch this the the other two i don't know i'm just cool kidding, but well I no mean, i saw the it, first one decades ago when it came out so i remember I, i'll remember nothing i remember the first one being a joyous experience yeah like yeah, i remember it was, watching it was like, it. Like, I was like oh this is a fun like, movie everybody loved the it, thing yeah. i remember is the windex and then joey fatone like i love that like that was yeah. the parts of the movie i loved never saw the second one um and i'm surprised they're like yeah let's make a third one let's just like pull this yep. old hat out um yep. so yeah it's up to I don't know. We maybe we put a poll out, but I think the poll is going to sway to the nun. But maybe we say my big fat Greek wedding three, or we say the nun two. I just think it it would be a change of pace if yeah. we did the other one. But um, those cool. are the two. Those are the two big ones coming out next week, and then coming up, we I think the 29th, There's like a bunch of movies. Um, We've got saw, we've got Saw Patrol coming out the 29th. That's that's saw happening, Patrol. Charlie. Get out of here. They're, anyway, they're, like, um, they're Oppenheimer, Barbie, Barbieheimer. There's now Saw Patrol. Well, we shall see. In the meantime, uh, we got this fella who, um, uh, as I said in in the outset, I, I don't know why why is he flashing live long and prosper. I'm trying. I was. I'm. I've been trying to find silly photos for the toast and. I, that was the silliest I could find. I oh, why? Do you know was... why? Why is he? I mean, his thumb's not Maybe out, he's a Trekkie. Is... Maybe it is. He's a Trekkie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know but, if this uh, is from a movie. Denzel no is, is is like, he's the Denzel goat. needs no toast. He's He tra- he transcends toast. He's like one of the greatest actors ever, Great. you know? So like, I think again, I, I think one of the reasons why this movie, if you put, if you put any, like a, a Frank Grillo in this role of the equalizer. Like this movie would not be the same. I think Denzel just brings some charisma. He brings a certain gravitas to every role he does that really makes you like listen to everything he's saying. And he's got a certain cadence to his voice too, that I I really admire. I really like, like that first scene uh, where he, where the, he's in the winery and he's, you know, surrounded by these guys and the way he's kind of telling them like, you got nine seconds and all that stuff is so just, Ooh, it's so great. Yeah. That stuff's really good. So I'm I'm not leaving here saying I thought this movie was trash. I think Denzel makes these movies work better than they should. 100%. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, yeah, Cordy, you just answered your own question. I got to go training day. Um, I Training day is um, always the first one to come to mind. If there's something else, I don't know. But I always got it. Training day is 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 one of the greatest. So it's not the, it's not his, the football movie we watched. We grew up on Remember uh, the Titans, remember the Titans <laughs> for sure. When I always he... think of that where like I'll go for a long run and then and then yep. I always think of him saying water makes you weak. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> like, <that's horrible. laughs> like 
you know, like nowadays some kid yeah. would die. It actually happened recently right. where this kid died. And, uh, you know, cause because the teacher basically was like, water makes you weak. And like, I think that teacher's headed to jail, but I'm, I've always been like, what? No, you need water. To, it's, <laughs> it's like 105 degrees out and you have us doing right. football practice. Like what? <laughs> so anyway, uh, beyond that, yeah. Training day is the best, but yeah, Denzel is just, like, I couldn't have more respect for the man. Um, and y'all, if you've, if you caught the tomorrow never dies episode, obviously, like I played that one clip where he's just calling out news people where he's like, you're all, you're all trouble. Cause now it's, uh, you know, that whole run where he's like, he's like, it doesn't matter if it's true. It just matters if you're first, you know, what, it, what is the effect the, the long-term effects of too much information? Like that's where I just see him as just like a, like a classic actor who is here for the craft and he's not here for all the BS and he doesn't, he doesn't seem to. Uh, abide by the BS. He's too good for it, right? Everything he does, he's like a Tom Cruise where he just cares about, he cares so deeply about uh, movies and the craft in general that he's just on that short list of like the best of all time. And, you know, he's undeserving of this toast. Hold on. From us. I know we're toasting. I know we're at the toast point of the show, but you always ask me, is there anything else you want to say? You have anything else in your notes? And you just made me think Mm -hmm. of one other thing was that there's this like ongoing like i talk about oscar season and i always talk about how like there's always that one movie that's just acting the movie that comes out and it's like you see it and you're like yeah the acting's really great he was in fences but people always talk about viola davis and how she directed it right but but people talk about viola davis performance in that movie and she's like snot she's got snot acting where she's got snot running down her nose like that's how committed she is to crying and all i could think about is early in this movie he's like convulsing because he's been shot and he hasn't been uh and he's losing blood and and he he hasn't done anything about it and the guy finds him in the car and he's got snot and all this stuff on his face and i'm like He's doing that snot acting. Yeah. He's got yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, snot acting. He's doing it. That's he's committed. You he's are committed. dedicated. Yeah. So he's uh he we are not worthy. Uh our pitiful little podcast is not worthy of you, Denzel. No, it's not. Uh this you know, by far not his best movie, but like uh, um not, he, not he really makes the movie worth seeing he, he, and exactly. He, You're there for him, you know. Yeah. So That's, yeah. uh uh to to mr denzel uh for you know he's like breaking 70 and i hope he makes another 70 movies before he uh departs to you sir good night y'all